All righty. Well, yet again, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my co-anchor and sister and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty dang good. Well, it's good. like fallish out there. Oh, it's so nice. I love We're it. celebrating the corn moon. I mean, yeah, fall is coming. It's I like know. just kind of here. Yeah. Now, if it'll just last a while, like just let the, we got snow up in the mountains just a few days ago, mm -hmm. which, yeah. you know, that's just kind of how weather goes here. It's insane. Yeah. yeah I'm um, hoping for a good long fall. Yeah. Me too. Well, and we've gotten this close to freezing and you can't gather the uh, rose hips until after a, a good hard frost. Oh, yes. yes and every, every night. night yeah, I'm peeking out there first thing in the morning to see, you know, did we really freeze? We really didn't. We're not quite there. But that's when you gather the rose hips and we use rose hips at my house medicinally. And so I'm always watching and waiting so that we can get back into the mountains. So we'll go into the mountains in June and gather rose petals for various, uh, you know, magic and art projects and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then about this time we get to go back. And honestly, it's been cold enough here. It probably has frozen hard enough. In the mountains, Probably but we'll high. go back basically yeah. to those same roses and gather the hips for tea uh, later in the year if anybody gets sick. So yeah. anyway, yeah, that just that that like kicks off fall for me, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Well, in this weekend, hoping to gather some choke cherries, too, for the same reason. Oh, yeah. Want to make some choke cherry liqueur for Christmas? Oh, my goodness. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. Yeah. You guys, if you're not from here, you probably have no idea what the hell we're talking about. And choke cherries literally will choke you. They taste absolutely horrible unless you put about mm -hmm. 900 pounds of sugar with them. And then they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you take the choke cherries and you pack them in a bottle with a lot of sugar and the best vodka you can afford. Like, really, don't go bottom shelf. You'll not like it. <laughs> and then put that up. We'll put that up in the cupboard and shake it like once a week. <clears throat> pardon me and then about christmas time strain out the choke cherries and you'll have this incredible liqueur for mixing for making what we like to call adult italian sodas yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so anyway but that's like that's the start of fall for me so mm -hmm. anyway that's what's on my mind how are you i hear you I i'm good i'm really good getting ready to go camping for Labor Day weekend, which is another start of fall and really looking forward to getting the hell out of town and away from my job and everything for a few yeah. days. Really excited about that. For sure. Well, and also we are planning our fall cemetery tour. Yes, we are. It's going to be And I have so been cool. way, yeah, I've been way down the rabbit hole this week. With, you uh, have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, poor Christy, she can't keep up with the amount of links I've been sending her. I, I've been trying. <laughs> I'm trying, but. Uh, see, now but, I get a break this weekend, and that's probably what I'm going to be doing the whole time is reading about these cemeteries. <laughs> we've got some really fun, uh, yeah, really fun cases uh, of, well, fun. I mean, can you call crime cases fun? I think when they're 200 years old, you can. You can, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and interesting, we have another local case we're going to share with you over a multi-episode presentation that you guys are mm -hmm. going to just not freaking believe. True. I actually took a field trip on that one today and went oh, to you? 
cemetery and got some footage of yep of the uh, memorial and to the spot where the home was where this took place it's not there anymore mm -hmm. um, you'll, you'll learn why later but anyway yeah. uh yeah we have hell of a case it's an older one not super mm -hmm. old but older uh to roll out for you guys here in the next few weeks so that's coming too so yeah we're working on all kinds of good stuff it turns out there's all kinds of crazy crime where we live <laughs> You yeah. think being rural Idaho, maybe that wouldn't be the case, but that is actually not true. There's a lot here and most of it is bonkers. Yes. Totally weird shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I learned something new yesterday and you guys might laugh. You might already know this. I did not know this. So I'm researching cemeteries, you know, in the areas that we want to visit and thinking about that. And I had a weird realization I thought Boot Hill Cemetery was a single destination. That's not true at all. Really? There are Boot Hill Cemeteries all over the West. Oh. We're going to be visiting at least two Boot Hill Cemeteries in Idaho awesome. uh, on our tour. And what Boot Hill means is that you died with your boots on. Right. Okay. I didn't know that. So talking about people like working people, uh, you know, you, you didn't convalesce and die because you were ill. You died on your feet, basically. So uh -huh. anyway, so yeah, like you were killed in battle or in a gunfight mm -hmm. or something. I also learned that a graveyard is attached to a church. A cemetery is not. Oh, different language. OK. Yeah. I know. It's a fairly inconsequential things, but I didn't know. And now you, now you know, too. Very interesting. <laughs> you're going to learn a whole lot more during our cemetery tour too. True. We're so excited. So what we're going to do is we will, you know, we'll, we'll pimp it really good before we go, but we'll lay out uh, our map and our plan. And we're going to be visiting various uh, cemeteries. Um, I think it's looking like mostly in Idaho this time. And maybe next time we'll like do a Montana tour or something like that. But sure. we might get into the tip of Montana or the bottom end of Montana. We'll see. But anyway, um, we'll visit a cemetery. We will tell you the story of this person's uh, demise and we'll share the area with you and their headstones in the cemeteries and all that cool stuff. So that's the plan for the cemetery tour. And we're way excited. You guys just we were raised visiting cemeteries our mom was a cemetery junkie oh she and, used to take rubbings and, from graves and all kinds of wild stuff mm -hmm. so yeah we love yeah, she takes because the history is cool. paper and her chalk and yep, yep and make rubbings or her pencil yep yep since so since the time we were little kids whenever you went to a new town you had to especially cool older towns you had to go check out the old cemeteries oh for sure so we still do it because yeah. we're as weird as she was. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's all her fault. She raises this way. So. Isn't that right? Yep. Want to say hello to our chatters. So hello, Dr. Debo and to Cooper's friend. Yeah. Nice to have you guys here. And if you're listening and you want to jump in the chat and say hello, please do. Mostly we're here to just update you guys on a few bits of movement in the Daybell case. Yeah. Uh, this is the case that just keeps on giving. You know, there's all kinds of stuff constantly happening. Oh, yeah. So the first thing that played out this week was that Pryor, that John Pryor, mm. attorney Pryor, uh, Chad's attorney, filed a paperwork, a paperwork, wow, <laughs> <laughs> filed with Some the paperwork. courts <laughs> requesting 
that the courts just throw it all out. Yeah. Dismissed. Just really wanted Chad's, Chad's case completely dismissed. Mm -hmm. Why, you might ask? Mm -hmm. Because he says that there was not adequate uh, evidence presented at the preliminary to go to trial. <laughs> so you might be thinking, wait a minute. What the hell? Am I hallucinating? <laughs> or were there bodies of his new wife's children found on his property? Because I thought that's what happened. Mm. And that is indeed what happened, it right? Is. I mean, it makes you go, what the hell is he even thinking? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a, there's a few things to consider. I mean, one, we want Pryor to give Chad the best defense he can. For we sure. want that. For sure. Yeah, we don't ever want Chad to get to come back and say, uh, yeah, my uh, attorney sucked and whatever. Right. Yeah. No, technicality. No, no, definitely. We want we want the best defense possible so that there's no mm -hmm. appeal. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and file your nonsense. It'll never happen, you know, no. because here's what would have to happen. The judge would have to look this over and say, hmm, I think Judge Eddins was wrong. Right. And that's not going to happen. No, because this is Judge Boyce in district court. Mm -hmm. And that's probably part of why he did this is because there's a new judge mm -hmm. to see um, all of the evidence and whatever. Yeah. Um, we also think, like, Katie, you and I were talking about that this is a mm -hmm. pandering to the court of public opinion, trying to mm -hmm. throw a little doubt out there into the world, which I think is hilarious because... Mm -hmm. Two dead children were found on his property. How do you throw doubt? You know, right. like there's there's no freaking doubt. We all know there's no doubt. Right. I mean, he has not been convicted. But if you just look at this as a layperson, I mean, let's get real. Right. But Pryor's not stupid. In his wording, no. what he said, and I'll explain to you why this really matters around here. What he said was he believes that his client's constitutional rights have been violated. Okay, understand that where we live, people are extremely concerned about their constitutional rights being violated. <laughs> that is not that they've read it. No, or actually even it. know what their constitutional rights are. No, because people around here, anything you could think of is definitely a violation of their constitutional rights. Yes. We hear it all the time. All the but time. that is pandering to the court of public opinion if this case Definitely. especially were to stay in Fremont County because people around here are absolutely paranoid that their rights are going to be violated, that their rights are being violated. Yeah. There is a real kind of anti-government sentiment around, you know, the Constitution and people's rights. And that is that that wording was very specific, you know, not just to the plea to the court, but to the public. Yes. Yeah. Almost. I mean, definitely. it's. It's I think this is more for the public than anything, really. Mm -hmm. I do, too. The voice is not going to throw out. <laughs> well, here's right. the other part that is rather hilarious, I think, is that, you know, we had the preliminary hearing. It was two days. It was very intense. Judge Eddins, you know, held him over to district court on all four charges. And then when it came time for Lori to have the same hearing, she and her attorney waived the right to the hearing and agreed basically that yes there is enough to hold them over so mm -hmm. i mean 
Like that doesn't really yeah. fit the idea that they should just drop all the charges on the guy who, you know, owned the property where the kids were found. Like, give me a freaking no. break. Not at all. But again, keep it up because yeah. we want Chad to have a good defense. We don't, at the end of the day, we want this to be bulletproof, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Keep it up. I, I don't think this is that unusual. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really think that this is really much more just procedural mm -hmm. pandering and, and, you know, stuff. There's always going to be trying to throw a monkey wrench in the works kind of thing. And, and mm -hmm. I just think that this we'll see a lot of this from the defense attorneys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. We were wondering yesterday, will means do the same? We think likely not since they waived their right to even have a preliminary yeah, it would be I, I, an odd decision. But then again, we are talking about Mark Means, and he's right, we are a lot but of I, odd decisions. I don't know how so. you go back on that when you when you waive it. You're basically agreeing that yes, they have enough evidence to to hold his client over. So I can't imagine that he would, because it's even yeah. less likely than um, Pryor's attempt at this to get any traction. Yeah, but it's yeah, not going to get sure. any traction. Yeah. No, it's not going to go anywhere. So there was that. He also uh, asked for the transcript from the preliminary. We both thought that was very strange, considering that he, you know, was there. But, you know, he was hearing voices and uh, all kinds of things. So who knows? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, but, uh, of kind course, of he has the right to that. Of course, he has the right to it. Right. But. but, you know, one of the things we've kind of noticed with prior and means is that they don't seem to have anyone else in court with them like taking notes and working with them. You look at the Rob Woods and the, you know, the prosecutor and he's got somebody sitting second chair with him. He's got quite a few people and people sitting behind him mm -hmm. that are obviously like hand recording everything and, you know, keeping an eye on stuff and means and prior yeah. do not have that. No. So he didn't have anybody taking notes for him or anything. No. Um, he could just go to eastidahonews.com and watch the video <laughs> because... Duh. Well, they're all there. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> but yes. And so the judge did the very next day, he did issue an order to provide that transcript, you know, to, to uh, prior, which of course he is entitled to, but yeah, that was kind of entertaining. <laughs> but it's funny. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then, uh, but the, probably the bigger piece, I don't know. I mean, that was a big one. People were pretty gobsmacked. You know? Oh yeah. Here people but, were pissed oh my gosh are you even kidding i drove past chad's house today by the way and so as you guys know i uh, you know the memorial on the fence was taken down and the jury's still out on who did it some people say it was his kids other people say that uh, prior hired some people to take it down we don't really know it doesn't really matter at this point probably but the neighbor directly across the street very sweet lady that waved at us one time when we were out there taking some footage. Mm -hmm. uh, she has allowed a new memorial to be put up on her fence. Yeah. And so there is a banner out there and there is, uh, there are a few things clipped to it. There's some teddy bears and some flowers and some things. I, I should have grabbed a picture for you guys. I didn't think about it, but I'll go back out and get that in the next few days. But so there is still a little memorial there, which I, I think is sweet. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. People are still grieving. They're still shocked. They're still processing all of this. So, oh, yeah, especially in that little, little 
community right there where his house is, those neighbors, I cannot imagine what it must feel like to be a neighbor to that situation. Mm-hmm. That you, yeah. Well, she's one that uh, had allowed some of the ladies here to put uh, T-shirts on her power pole that yeah. uh, said, uh, where are the kids? Back, you know, before the children were found. Yeah. And I believe that she's the neighbor that got into it with Chad because he came over there and tried tearing them down. And right. she went outside and let him know to get the hell off her property. So yeah. she's yeah. she's a badass. We'll take it. Yeah, she is. She's yeah. a good person. It's, Love it's it. Very yep. awesome. Yep, for sure. So, but probably the bigger piece then that rolled out after that the next day is that the prosecutor and the state uh, have now requested to combine Chad and Lori's case. Yeah. So try them together. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen now is there's Lori still has to be arraigned anyway, but uh, now yeah. there will have to be a hearing on the request to dismiss. And then there's going to have to be a hearing on the request to combine. So of course, both attorneys will have an opportunity to argue for or against that. You know, they can say they don't want it. If they don't want it, one thing it's kind of interesting because one thing Woods is doing here is he's calling their bluff. Yeah. What he's saying is if you're going to roll on each other, let's get it out in the open right now. Yeah. Because if they're combining the case, that means neither person is going to roll on the other. Yeah. If, if one person is turning over, they can't combine the case. And so basically, you know, this request calls the bluff of both attorneys and both defendants to make that determination. Right. Are you going to squeal or aren't you? Right. So well, it'll be interesting you know, to see. Part of for, for Woods, he said, is that he's trying to save the state some money because it is the exact same case mm-hmm. against both of them. It's the same people testifying. It's the same experts coming in. Mm-hmm. Why do that twice? You know, and it, I, I yeah. think they're already somewhat amenable to that, considering what happened with the preliminary hearing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it yeah. doesn't seem like at this point that they are planning, either of them are planning to turn on the other. I really, really don't think Lori is. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, you got some info there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. We had uh, had, had a, an inside source share, to, or anyway, not today, but several days ago, that uh, she's, she's really uh, unraveling at jail. You got to remember that before Chad got arrested, they were spending many hours a day on the phone or on video chat. And he was really propping her up every day. Well, now he doesn't have that or she doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. And she really doesn't have anybody calling her. She's got really no contact with anyone except for Mark Beans. And, you know, he's a warm, fuzzy teddy bear. So... (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's super supportive. (laughs) So apparently she's had a couple of pretty good meltdowns recently begging jail staff to let her talk to her husband. Yeah. And them, of course, letting her know that, uh, you know, as you know, he's an inmate and you're not allowed to talk to inmates, but you can talk to your attorney if you'd like to. And but she just, um, you know, and so it's hard for me. I kind of go to two places with it. I mean, are these like panic attacks where she's not really thinking clearly? Is this Lori trying to turn on the Lori charm to get whatever she wants? Are these, or, you know, more of her delusions? You know, it, it's, I don't know. But well, anyway, 
I mean, part of it is, okay, so it, there was something, you know, July 20th was supposed to be the second coming. That was one of the predictions. And then Melanie Gibbs said, no, that's supposed to happen in August. And you pointed out that, hey, it's September and none mm-hmm. of those events happened. And I wonder yeah. how much reality has landed on her that, hey, mm-hmm. maybe her husband's predictions were a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And she's now really going to go to prison for the deaths of her children. Mm-hmm. It really does make you wonder if, if that's just finally reality sinking in and maybe finally the uh, gray of what she has done is sinking in. But to me, somebody who is begging and pleading to talk to their husband isn't somebody who's getting ready to roll on them. Yeah, no. There's a good question in the chat. Why would Chad Daybell's attorney refuse to refer to her as Lori Daybell instead of Lori Vallow? There's been a lot of weirdness around her name. And legally, she never changed it. Right, right. It really is Lori Vallow. I mean, she did get married to Chad, but you still have to go through the legal process to change your last name. And she didn't do that. No, but she did ask at one point that the judge please refer to her as Lori Daybell. And he mm-hmm. didn't, <laughs> not mm-hmm. at all. No one has. No, no one has. I, I think that I have two answers for that on Chad's attorney's part. I think that is an attempt to get some distance. Yeah, I do too. I do too. On the judge's part, I think it's because that's her legal name. And mm-hmm. we're not going to get screwed up on stupid technicalities like what's Lori's last name. And yeah. so, well, there were tons of questions around when she was first arrested that she wouldn't tell them which her last name was her right name. Mm-hmm. And so there was all this, you know, Lori Vallow, Daybell in parentheses. There was all this stuff because she was very unhelpful about mm-hmm. which name was actually her legal name. It took some time to yeah. figure that out. It also was not a hundred percent clear until Chad's preliminary hearing that they were in fact legally married. Yeah. Because no one had seen a marriage, excuse me, a marriage certificate until that hearing. And so there Mm -hmm. were, there were questions all along about when -hmm. they went to Hawaii, were they actually legally married? Was this some kind of a commitment ceremony? Was it legal? Mm -hmm. Because Hawaii doesn't release their stuff. And so they only released it to the police. And so Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of that has created quite a bit of confusion. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, these attorneys are particularly, well, Lori's team initially, right? Remember when back when she had a... Yeah, three attorneys. The three attorneys. Yeah, I can't think of her name, the, uh, the female. But anyway, yeah. her specialty is picking apart cases and picking apart all the technicalities. Not that Mark Means' specialty is that, but I do feel like that's what he was kind of trying to do. <laughs> and so... In a, in a very cumbersome ineffective way clumsy way yeah but i I think the name thing is pretty interesting it's uh you know it stupid technicalities like what her last name is you know could be technicalities that could be important maybe i don't know that but you know they could be Mm -hmm. so anyway that's kind of where it's at well the judge cracked me up too because that one hearing he called her ms or miss the whole time even though she'd asked to be called mrs <laughs> mrs daybell yeah. and he just didn't do it but you know here's the thing he doesn't have to right <laughs> it's not right. actually his job to call you by whatever you want to be called no that cracked me up because that went over he it was like he made a point of saying it over and over and over again miss Day- uh-huh. uh, miss vallow miss vallow miss vallow it was funny mm-hmm. yeah 
yeah, I thought it was kind of hilarious. So, that, so those are the updates on that case. Um, you know, Tylee's uh, disappearance date is coming up. Well, so is JJ's, but Tylee's is a little sooner. Yeah. You know, towards the end of this month, there will be the date of both of these children's deaths. And so I'm hoping that, and maybe we'll need to help play a part in that, but I'm hoping that there will be a vigil of some sort, you know, yeah. to mark those occasions. Tylee's birthday is also at the end of this month. And That's so right. uh, I hope that our community, and we will help do that if we need to, to, uh, you know, to mark those events for these kids. Yeah. yeah. Certainly matters. I mean, I think yeah. isn't it September 9th is believed to be Tylee's death date. Mm-hmm. This is September 9th. Yeah. I, I think you're correct. I, for some reason, it's gone completely blank. In the my last head. day but, that there was any proof of her alive was, was September 8th the, in Yellowstone yeah, Park. The, yes. Yeah. So those are the updates in that case. I mean, honestly, uh, what we're going to see here shortly then is some new stuff uh, s- scheduled as well as I believe Lori has court next week. On the 10th. Yeah. Yeah. On the she's 10th. got her arraignment on yeah. the 10th. So next Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll certainly watch that. I mean, it should be a five second affair. You know, it should be really ones. quick. It's just an yeah. arraignment. But you know how this goes. Maybe Mark Means is going to try his his original shtick with the new judge. You know, of making everything <laughs> take hours for no damn reason at all because he's mm-hmm. got a new judge. So maybe you know, I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine that Boyce as a district judge is going to put up with any of his bullshit. But it could happen. Well, and we try at least. He's also a man. And all that bullshit that he pulled, that was on a female judge who <laughs> handled him masterfully. Oh, my God. She kicked his but, ass up and down. It was so great. Mm-hmm. But I feel like means we'll have a totally different demeanor with a male judge. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. And, and uh, in the chat, Dr. Deb says, yeah, oh, my goodness, anniversaries for the children. So horrific. It's so yeah. weird because... Until very recently, we didn't know for sure that they were dead or when they were dead. And yeah. to realize that, oh, my gosh, it's almost actually been a year. A whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, we'll keep you abreast of everything that's going on with that. Oh, and, you know, we'll be here for all of it. And we'll see. But, uh, you know, until then, keep an eye. We will be rolling out a new episode Uh I'm not sure if it'll be our new case we're rolling out yet or not. We haven't really, uh, yeah. we haven't really, but it'll be out on Tuesday together, because but... Monday is Labor Day and I yeah. am not, so we won't be home to record over the weekend. So yeah. our new episode this coming week, instead of being Monday, will be out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it'll either be just a brand new something or it'll be the beginning of our new case. We'll see. Uh, I really want it to be the beginning of our new case. I am. Well, then. And so it is. Start researching <laughs> right now, damn it. Yep, it's going to be. We're going to blow you guys' minds. If you're from around here, like Dr. Deb, you're going to know. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll know right off the bat what case we're talking about because this was another one that rocked Little Rexburg, Idaho. It, it but I was did. a little younger and didn't follow that case as closely as I could have. And when I started researching it again, I went, holy, right. this is more weird doctrine stuff so it is and I you know I didn't know that at the time I mean I I remember the case and when it happened but I didn't know that it got mixed in with some rather um wackadoodle Mormon doctrine so yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, stay tuned. You will be shocked and amazed. But <laughs> and of course, we'll uh, we're keeping you know working on our cemetery tour, and we'll keep you guys uh, yeah. in the loop of when we're going and where we're going, so that you can keep an eye on that. And we're super excited. It'll be great. So yeah. anyway, thanks for being here, and we appreciate you guys very much. Be sure to like and subscribe if you're new around here. We would love to see that. Um, Try not to leave a mean comment, but if you do, whatever, you know, it's, we're getting real used I'll to probably it. probably say something snarky <laughs> to you if you do, so whatever. <laughs> That's how it is. <laughs> All right, guys, take care and have a wonderful night. You have been listening to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Have a good night. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl production 